Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 56 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by Willie Saylor out of Austin, Texas, coming at you on a Thursday. It's July the 20-something. We're, we're running out of days here in July, Willie. How you doing out there? Doing good. Hey, we're getting a second full, speaking of the calendar, we're getting a second full moon tonight in, oh. in the month of July. They call it a blue moon. Is that so, right? Once in a blue moon. You are full of useless information, Willie. I thank you I thank you for sharing. I have the CNN app. Oh, I have no doubt that you do. Um, so with that, that's a... Uh, an easy segue into into wrestling talk from full moons to to this it's it should be we should have some pretty big stories coming down the pipe can't get so much into those but well we do want to put a bow on um Fargo, I love it Fargo. let's do it today yeah I'm planning let's do, on, I'm let's planning do big on news today I'm gonna we're, we're gonna try to make it happen we're gonna try to make it happen but you know it takes two to tango in a way so stay tuned not just teasing to tease some stuff that I think you'll find extremely interesting um on the way, on the way, but I'm not going to dive too much. Or people start guessing and tweeting and trying to break our stories. They'll get delayed, deleted later, but, you know, still, we don't want that. We don't want that situation again. Um, so, Willie, how, how do we put a bow on Fargo 2015 here? I mean, you could. I could talk about it for days and days. Yeah. I could, like, I could geek out wrestling geeks. So that's what we're trying to avoid. That's what we're trying to... So I'm trying to do this strategically, a strategic bow where you don't nerd out and talk about, you know, to, to get too much in the weeds to where people are, are turned off. So we're, we're trying to be... Uh, well, here's the right one thing. Um, I'm, I'm driving yesterday. I have to go get... Um, a v- First of all, by the way, oh, yeah. I am so... My brain is so... You're going to find this funny. I haven't even told you this yet, but... My brain is so fried, and I blame Fargo for it, that yesterday, no kidding, when I went, I was like, wake up, groggy, just tired, exhausted, 
I actually put shaving cream on my toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, what am I doing? What is going on in my life? But uh, so I'm yesterday I'm driving. I have to do all this visa stuff for Brazil, uh, for Junior Worlds. Yeah. And, dude, it's been nothing but Tom Brady. I listened to the same clips and basically the same conversation about Tom Brady at Deflate Gate for about two hours yesterday because I had to do all this stupid running around. And uh, it made me think there is a parallel there to the Maribel situation. Mm. Is there not? Is there not? Uh, I, you could say that there is. Um Here's what I'll say. The similarities I see, I think most people generally have a belief about what happened with Tom Brady, and it's something that is probably pretty difficult to prove. Yeah. And I think that's probably similar similar with Maribel. Right. We all think we have an idea of what happened, uh, right. but it's kind of un- unprovable, especially when these dang phones keep breaking. These Samsungs, they're just not a reliable phone, apparently, and sometimes they break... At certain times when, you know, maybe they're a little too convenient. But I'm a Brady apologist. Um, So free this man. Well, here's the thing. In both cases, uh, it was – there were unprovable aspects to it, right? Right. I mean, mean, NFL – and so, you know, as critical as we've been about the process, we don't like the process. And I still don't like the process um, of – the, the special wrestle off. Um, maybe in a way, USA wrestling has been more. I don't know. Their their judicial system has been more um, fair. I mean, Tom Brady, you can't prove anything, right? No. That, everything is conjecture. But yet, Tom Brady's getting a four game suspension. Maribel, you couldn't prove anything, and that's why the community was up in arms, even though. Okay, you know, you'd say you, you got a concussion and you fell off a treadmill and it happened to be five minutes before weigh-ins and you knew you weren't going to make weight. Um, and everybody kind of knows the situation. They think they know anyway. Right. But it was unprovable, right? But in Maribel's case, it went to an arbitrator and they couldn't prove anything otherwise. In Brady's case, they can't prove anything, but they're still like, no, we know the truth. Yeah. They're letting the, I mean, there there are some, with things like this, you know, it's not, it's different from a court of law where circumstantial evidence is considered like real evidence. Like it, you know, it may be circumstantial, but it matters. Um, and I think that's a, that's a part of what's going on here. What's interesting, at least in wrestling, we don't have a judge, jury, and executioner making, making these decisions. Roger Goodell makes the decision. Tom Brady appeals. Who hears the appeal? Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell. <laughs> I mean, what a what a crazy system. I mean, who I don't understand in America where you know kind of founded on checks and balances that an organization can have one guy unilaterally ma- making pretty much every decision. It is kind of crazy, but you know what? They signed up for this the collective bargaining agreement, so you kind of get what you get, and uh, you take the money and run. But yeah, it's it is a it is an interesting situation. One. Um, I do, however, believe that more people, maybe I'm wrong on this, but more people have come to Tom Brady's defense. Like it seems, it seems somewhat divided. Don't you think? Um, 
Or would more you... people come to Tom Brady's defense? I mean, not more. No, not more. Uh, not more than there are. Um, there's probably more people that don't believe him than believe him. But I think there's a, a larger percentage that feels like he's kind of getting hosed here. When you consider the NFL's, you know, kind of how arbitrarily their punishments are. You know, Ray Rice punches yeah. his, knocks his girlfriend out, and got got like what two games initially or something. Right. I mean, it's it's it doesn't make sense. A lot of Right. Well, they're big bad NFL. It's their, you know, it's it's their business. They can they can run their leagues however they want. Right. But they're it's public, so they're not pe- people are right. They're not they're gonna not be immune to criticism. Yeah, it's an interesting point, Willie. I do think there are some some parallels there, and and often you know, there a lot of things just aren't provable. You can't. There's no smoking gun for Nick Marable. There's no smoking gun for Tom Brady. It's just tough to prove one way or the other. You know, it's pro- you know, it it was probably tough for Nick Marable to to prove his case. It's it's very hard to prove. How do you prove what you weighed? Um, you know, how, what you walk around at weight. How do you prove you fell off a treadmill? Well, it's it's hard thing to prove short of video evidence. So, I think yeah. that's what I think that's what we learned about both situations. It's that it's it's kind of tough for both. And um I'll be glad when they're they're stopping talking. Oh, I'll be glad when football begins. And they're not just focused on this one story because there's nothing going on because uh, no one wants to talk about baseball on ESPN. So they just well, especially when the Orioles are under 500. Dog, we just won five in a row. So uh, s- settle down. We're one game out of the wild. Are in first place, baby. Listen, listen. It's all about getting in. Okay, just get. You in. ain't getting in. You ain't getting in unless you go on a run. Bro. Okay. A, we just won five in a row. Two, we're one game back. Okay, one game back out of the wild card. If you get in the wild card, that's all you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Just punch that ticket. Wild card teams win the World Series all the time. Yeah. Keep hating, keep hating on the O's. Um. Anyways, anyways, you. Hey, I liked your article yesterday. Good job by you. I yeah. thought I thought it was uh, very informative. Your point about um this, the kind of separation criteria with USA. Why don't they just let you help with that? Just because, because you I, know high school wrestling. Let me brag on you one time because this is probably not gonna happen again till 2017. You know the high school landscape probably better than anyone in the country, and you can be like, "Hey, they might not have put the level down here for Bo Bresky, but he won Fargo." Yeah, uh, j- just that, for as a check checks and balances, as we alluded to earlier, not to seed it, not for you to really have your hands in it too much, but yeah, I mean, p- point out a glaring error. There's there's two on the on the continuum of what could be done there is um they could just let me seed the whole tournament every way and that's one extreme and the the other uh end of of the spectrum is let me just run through let me just run through the bracket and make sure there's not any errors yeah okay because um there are errors do exist we see them all the time um where kids have a level that's not accurate. So at least maybe let me do that or some I don't know who else could do that, but Nor these I. things these things jump uh, jump off the page at me. When I see these um some of these things. The Bresky Bay one was the one that that um stood out the most. Was there another glaring one? I can't Oh, uh which was it? I can't recall. Stroger and Thompson was kind of one that some people griped about them being on the same side. I didn't think it was super egregious, especially after seeing well, how good Patrick Lugo was. I know the three seed 
uh, the guy who was in the three seed spot, um, he was listed as a level five, and I dug and dug and could not find any way that he could be a five. Yeah, a level five. So, you know, I, I, I there's more there's more at play um, at Fargo than there is say at Iron Man. For sure. Um, because at Iron Man, oh, they see Goofy there too. Uh, they have a, they have a point system, right? Yeah. And like I said in that in the article that um, there's a point system, but then there is some wiggle room, right? There is some like, okay, but this just doesn't make sense, or like, you know, put put a little common sense into it, a little rationality, where you can't quite do that at um, a USA wrestling event because there is 49 state boards right there's 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 48 or 49 state chapters um and if you start if you start being subjective and you start having wiggle room where where does it end when does it end right right that's why i think and so you know i i would be okay i think they're doing a good job of of getting the level system for separation they're they're trying to improve it they're making efforts um, I just don't know that the, and there could still be more improvements. So they're going in the right direction. Um, but there are errors and the, and the process was, okay, you put, we have a new level system. It, it pulls the, the, their criteria and then you get it. There's a printout and it goes to all the coaches. It goes to all the state leaders and they go through it. Yes, my guy is right. Right. Well, apparently Wisconsin missed that they pulled the wrong Bresky okay. criteria. So they pulled Bresky. Track wrestling pulled Bresky's highest criteria, separation criteria, as fourth and accurate. When that was a couple levels lower than being a double Fargo champ. Returning cadet. No, it didn't even. Greco didn't even come into play. Returning cadet freestyle champion. So Wisconsin, the state director apparently, or whoever checked that off. Why um, would Greco have nothing to do with it? It was for the Greco tournament. Oh yes, yes. So freestyle didn't have anything to do with it, right? Right. Um, so, anyways, they didn't pull it, and it's just you just need someone to look it over. Is the point. Right, so if, if they're going to go, if they're going to say, you know, Willie or whoever, we can't have you outright seed. We can't have you make little tweaks so that the bracket plays out better. Well, if they, can't, if they don't want you to do that, at least let me run down the bracket before it goes public or before it's set in stone to make sure there's not any errors in their separation criteria. Right. Got it. Yes. Agreed. Uh, agreed completely. So that's uh, maybe that's all the Fargo talk for now. We may come back to it. We may go back and forth. But there's a lot of other stuff going on. Uh, I recently read a, a well, Penn Live is doing kind of a series, I think, on on Penn State wrestling, and one of the articles was about the new um, national do national duels format. And uh, I'll just read this quote from Mike Moyer uh, from the NWCA. It's like a bowl championship series, if you think of it that way. 
Uh, the idea is, say, the top eight or ten Big Ten teams would square off against the top eight or ten non-Big Ten teams. So national duels is going to be completely revamped. It's not going to be a, a bracketed tournament like we've seen in the past. And this is uh, essentially to get to get a true national duels champion because it's not a you're not a true duels champion if if not all the best teams go. I guess was kind of the point. So it kind of legitimizes. The national duels by getting all the team, you know, Penn State's going to be involved, and you figure Oklahoma State, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's the idea. Now, top eight or ten? I mean, if they go top ten of the Big Ten, um, is is that a little? Are they going a little too deep there, Willie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is I mean, it, you're going to have guys with, uh, well, you're going to have guys with losing records and certainly losing in conference records. Right, right. Just inherently, to to be in the bottom half of the of the Big Ten standings. Uh, starting with I don't know seventh place, it was sub five hundred in the Big Ten. Four and five, three and six, two and seven, two and seven. Now it could be speaking to their to their the prowess of the and the depth of of the Big Ten, where Certainly. you know you get you get a team that's like three and six in conference, but they're also um, twelve and eight with good wins over non-conference teams, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right, right. A lot of them have pretty good records out of conference. So that's that's the plan. Now they're saying it's like a bowl championship series, which is kind of an interesting thing to say when, when you consider the bowl championship series was one of the most like, hated postseason structures for you know, like any sport. I can remember. It was just reviled. It was, it was so widely hated by college football fans that they know, got rid of it. Um, I, so I wouldn't have. I not that I. I think this idea is necessarily terrible. I just wouldn't. <laughs> that's not verbiage I would use when I'm trying to sell. Yeah, I don't know why. New, I don't know why Mike Moore would use that. That kind of parallel. I mean, it was everybody. The, everybody hated it. Everybody hated it. Media hated it. Uh, fans hated it. Most of the teams hated it. It was pretty arbitrary. Um, I mean, a coach's poll was like a third of the determining, and we'll get to coaches' polls here in a little bit because I think that's something you and I kind of feel very strongly about, Willie. But uh, if I'm trying to sell this to the fans, uh, the words Bull Championship Series are not coming out of my mouth. Yeah, and, and you know, they're having the National Wrestling Coaches Association um, conference, convention in Fort Lauderdale as we speak. Um, I've been to it, uh, thought about going this year. It was just bad timing coming right off of Fargo. Fargo. And... Um, you get some tidbits down there, and you get a direction. You get some, some kind of vibe and discussion about what direction um, they're leaning to, and so we might find out uh, more about this uh, at the end of the week or or early next week. Um, but uh, yeah, the comments by Moyer, apparently it's a Big Ten versus the rest of the country type of deal, um, and. and so that's what we would have. And what we would not have is your standard national duels. I mean, they've been tinkering with this national duel system for every year. Ten years, six years now or something. I feel like every year it's a different rollout. And this, but this is the first time it's completely been uh altered. You know, no more bracketed tournament or anything like that. So I think it's this Well, is... we all, you know, Kale's comments were that Kale's comments echoed what I said for the last couple of years. You, I mean, teams don't want to go through that rigorous schedule. 
You right. know, they have conferences coming up. And what are coaches uh, – it's the same thing with USA Wrestling at Worlds, right? You are held accountable for how your team performs at mm. the national championships in the right. postseason, right? And you are not going to – sacrifice or marginalize or do anything to your team that might not prepare them to wrestle their best at conferences and NCAA tournament. So why do you want to put another rigorous schedule, um, another rigorous date before conferences? And so that's kind of what Kale said. And this system that they're coming up with now would make it a one dual kind of, kind of deal. And so, it wouldn't be that that big of an issue. Um, it wouldn't be that taxing on the team, right? So, so from that regard, I like it. I, you know, I, I could talk about this all day, and I could make a case once again why um, the smartest thing wrestling can do would would be to go to a two semester thing where the first semester is duels and the second semester is individuals that's the smartest possible thing that you could they could do but they're not going to do it and people are too stuck in their ways even though it would make so much sense from a marketing standpoint from um from a student student athlete health standpoint from a participation standpoint i mean i I could do a whole show on it Mm. Uh, well i don't know that i agree that that's even feet. I mean, how do you, how do you have two? What do you mean? It's not feasible. What two seasons? So there's two wrestling seasons now. Um, two NCAA championships. There's there's a lot now, of now you're now you're thinking now now it can go in that direction. You you're you're oversimplifying something nope. that's so you nope. can't, two no, championships. Yes, you are. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be NCAA sanctioned. Who cares? Well, so you're no, I don't think this is feasible. Why is it I, not feasible? You can't have two different seasons in one in one year. We already do. How? We already do. No, we don't. You, you yeah, you have you have a, a mishmash of okay, now we have duels. Now we have the Southern, Southern Scuff One Midlands. Okay, now we have our conference duels. Okay, now we have now we have national duels. Okay, now we have our our <laughs> Our, our conference tournament, which is individual. Now we have NCAs, which is individual. Split them up. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. You you have two different formats going on at the same time. Uh, it's a mess. And, you know, if you made the first semester, if you made the first semester all duels, right, um, culminating sometime around December, January 1st with national duels, now all the teams would be more on board with it. If you had these duels, you had all your conference duels, you had Virginia duels tournament, you had this duels tournament, and then at the end, you have some sort of ranking system and you have national duels. That way, every team in America that didn't get invited to the national duels is only missing one weekend off. They didn't get invited. They missed one weekend off. Okay, big deal. Not like the current system where they have a gap in their schedule. They don't know if they should uh, schedule anything, whatever. Uh, and it culminates in national duels. Now Penn State and Iowa and Minnesota and every school in the country, they don't, they don't, they don't object to go into a national duels tournament because it's at a good time for them. So what, they just wrestle tournaments after that? They just go to a tournament every right. weekend? Oh, yes. No. No and way. then the next – and then uh, 
I'll tell you what another thing why, why not first of all why not second of all it makes it's better for wrestlers because now you can plug more guys into the starting lineup now you can juggle your lineup a little bit a little bit more then when the open season comes I mean the way it is now the way it is now if you are a backup or a red shirt your season's pretty much over after Jan one. Yep, that's true. There, there, because there's there no are not opens. many opens. There's no opens. There's right? some, I mean, but there's, not there's many. A, right, there's a couple. If you did it my way, those guys would have more training, more more competitions all year long. Because in the first half of the year, they could plug guys into duels. You know, if Penn State's wrestling our sister of the poor. You know they can plug a guy in. He can get a valuable, a valuable match in, and, and then in the second semester he can go to all kinds of opens. Now it's like a one semester thing for them. Yeah. Okay. There's no reason. There's no reason it can't culminate in a national duels title, whether whether that's an NWCA title or an NCA title or whatever, uh, on December thirty first, and then you start your open tournament seasons, um, with and have your you have your Midlands, have your scuffle at on February first instead of instead of um, January first. And what it do, what it would do is prepare these guys for the national tournament. You want to wrestle a five six match tournament in preparation for Big Tens and in preparation for NCAA's. That that's where you get your prep. That's where you get your um, the whole sim- point of that's where you get your simulation, right? So it makes no sense to wrestle. Um, you have to win five matches to win the Southern Scuffler or Midlands on January first. Then you're going to go through a schedule where you're wrestling uh, one way in and one dual meet and one match, right? And uh, and then you're going to go back to multiple day weigh ins. Why do you it, think it just, that? Why do you think sense. that Kale is trying to get away from uh, a rigorous tournament at the end of the season? He's trying to get away from that. He doesn't want a five-match thing two weeks before conferences. He's trying to avoid that. Well, I, I didn't say I didn't say that the scuffle or Midlands should be two weeks before conferences. Well, what if they're only wrestling so they have three weeks between conferences? I mean, they're only doing tournaments now at the under your plan. They're only doing tournaments at the second half. They're, that's all that remains. So what are they going to do? Are these going to take a month off? This, do you understand how it's like the same problem, just in a different, slightly different format? No, you could wrestle. You could wrestle Midlands or the Scuffle, you know, February eighth, February fifteenth. Take two weeks off, go to conferences. Okay. All I right. mean, they they do that now. They do, there's a break now before conferences. Eat. All right. Never mind. This is going down. Uh. I think a boring direction. Um, let's talk a little. Boring to me, it's exciting. I think it's boring. I think hypoth. I think zero percent chance hypotheticals are. Well, oh, so there's zero percent chance that it will happen. So you shouldn't talk about it. I mean, the the sport should improve itself. I don't know. I just feel like be, everybody I, massive, massive improvement. Everybody has the perfect solution for fixing the season. I mean, some people, hey, a freestyle season and a folk style season and a dual season and a tournament season. Everyone has it mapped out. They go out. They have all these like schematics and calendars and how. It, I just, I got tired. I of just it. laid out the perfect plan. Uh huh. And everyone's plan is also perfect. You don't think that's a good plan? I it sounds fine. It sounds great. It'll never happen. I'm fine with it, but it'll never happen. Um, let's talk about something that's, let's talk about, 
perfect plan. If you, I swear to God, if you're on the run, I'm telling the cops where you're at. <laughs> you, please, if you think you're going to know where I am on the run, Willie, you, you are sorely mistaken. Okay? You, you won't have any idea. I will communicate with people that I can exclusively trust. They I won't... put a chip in you. When we were in Fargo, and you were asleep, <laughs> I put a chip in your heel. Check it out. Daggone it. I was wondering what that was. Um, yeah, you, you, would, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't hunt me down. Don't worry about that. You couldn't tip me off. Oh, guys, shameless plug that's not for flow, but uh, watch the PBS documentary on El Chapo. It was it was, it was <laughs> Shame, a, shameless plug. What, were you a part of it? Yes. I well, I don't want to brag. Just uh, I was EP. Anyways, it was it was it was phenomenal. It was very, uh, it was an interesting watch for for sure. It's mind blowing the power that one man has. Like he might be one of the most powerful people in the world. Like th- those drugs are everywhere. He had, again, he has submarines. But I digress. Don't let me get too off topic here on El Chapo, because I can go on about him for days. Can we talk about the coaches' polls? Well, tell tell the public why you want to talk about the coaches' polls. All right, so they're they're gonna to determine the top eight or ten, maybe Big Ten, but definitely the top eight or ten um, non Big Ten for this duels thing. There's gonna be they're going by the rankings, rankings, uh, and I'm assuming they're gonna be going by the coaches' poll rankings, and. I just for for any sport, and this is something I uh, a belief I held long before I ranked anything. Uh, I I never understood the idea of asking for for coaches to create a poll, and it's it's hard enough in football when there's you know th- there's a lot of games, but with a very cursory glance at just the the box scores for the teams. Okay, Virginia Tech beat Ohio State, so this and that. But when you consider how many individual wrestlers there are i think it's an inc- it's it's a ridiculous ask of a coach to to do thoughtful rankings um i i think it's borderline impossible now and if there's a coach if there's coaches out there which i'm sure there are that that don't really take it not that they don't take it seriously but they don't put in the necessary time i don't blame them at all i had a coach actually you know, call me. He's like, hey, I really tried to do this right. I really, <laughs> I focus on it. I want to do a good job. And he asked me some questions. And and I feel, I was like, man, I was like, hats off to you, coach. Um, but that is, well, I, 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 they're asking too much if from there's you. One guy, if there's one guy, if there's one coach reaching out and saying that to you, there's four others that are saying, well, I tried my best. I mailed it in. Yeah. And I mean, to do, all right, I'm not trying to, toot my own horn but i'm just saying this takes me a lot of time to do the rankings take a long time to do just to get the results and then uh it's a it's a day or two of work solid i i have never paid attention when coaches poll comes out like you see it on social media you see you get a press release about it in your email you you know you see it somewhere i throw it away i don't even look at it yeah i I don't it's it's of no value to me like I know that it's not going to be accurate, and and I know that here's it, like it comes from a panel of ten coaches. That coaches don't have time to do it properly. Right. They don't have time. They don't have time to do it properly. And this is not a. This is not a. It's a, It's a stupid ask of these coaches. It that should be on them to I mean, do that. First of all, there's only ten of them. I, I'm 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 pretty sure it's ten coaches of seventy-seven, or, or nine and and a media member or something like that. Um, and 
I don't know if I should say this, but I know that the media members help out with this, right? Like here, I'll almost do it for you. So, um, I, I just don't get the concept, and it, it has no value. So, I mean, if if they're gonna determine the this BCS kind of national dual setup, I think it should. I would. It sounds like I'm biased, but I would much rather Christian Piles determine it than a coach's poll where most of them don't have the time or don't have the inclination to to do it properly. Or they end up looking at national rankings around the country anyway to help to help them. You know, there's probably a lot of that. You know, and, you know the the flip side of it too is you say, well, why don't they just why don't they just use the Big Ten ranking or the Big Ten? stay at conference standings to determine their conference. But you can't because not all the schedule the schedules are goofy. Yeah, get this. So last year, Wisconsin, get a little of the teams they did not wrestle last year. Ohio State, Iowa, Minnesota, and Penn State. Okay? What what if they, you know, had done much better? They still finished like fifth with a seven and two record, partially, largely because their schedule was weak. And not that they make their schedule, but schedules are finicky in the Big Ten. You you don't know what's going to happen. This year, Penn State doesn't wrestle Iowa or Minnesota. And, are you know, those teams maybe – Minnesota's going to be down a little bit, and Iowa won't be quite what they've been. But those are – you know, it's going to be hard to look at the Big Ten standings and say right. this is truly the best team because there's going to be finicky little things – a beats B, B beats C, C beats A, and what do you do? And uh, th- that's where this system, and then it is going to start to resemble the BCS because you're they're going to end up using maybe some, uh, you know, and 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 then you have to take it. You can't use a, you can't use stand, uh, standings either because like, where does the where does subjectivity come in, right? Like let's say Penn State wrestled, I don't know, Penn State. Penn State wrestled Ohio State, and they lost by two, but David Taylor was out because he had to go to a funeral. Like, you know what I mean? The one the one thing I, th- I think that is – I think dual results should be taken 100% at face value because your teams – a part of the duel and winning a duel – it's around depth and having depth and being able to because a lot of teams are gonna have so something like that if you know David Taylor and Ed Ruth are out that's part of it that's part of having a good dual team and going for so for something like that I wouldn't even um, let that impact it you know I'd say just take the result for what it was Penn State lost to Minnesota and it because David yeah but it's not gonna it's never gonna be it's never gonna be that clear cut okay so like. What if you have two teams? What if Ohio State, Penn State lost to Ohio State without David Taylor, but Ohio State lost to Illinois? I mean, now you have two teams that are one and one. Who do you take? Right. Well, that's that's the issue. I mean, how? Well, yeah, but that's what's going to happen. It's never going to be clear cut. Right. Right. So, how are you going to figure out? Is that? I guess this is where the coaches' polls come in, also. And you know, maybe it'll be simple and common sense will win out. But there's going to be. Um, some some interesting situations. Didn't I can't? I'm trying to remember. It was one year where Penn State won it all. They lost to Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, and maybe Iowa beat Minnesota, but Penn State. I, I forget how it all worked out. But there was a little a, a triumvirate there 
of of kind of inconsistent results. Well, back to the BCS. That's that was always a complaint with the BCS. And this is right? what's it, right. And this is why I would try to distance myself from those three words, if at all possible. And um, you're going to end up with maybe some arbitrary selections. Is is my worry? And there's not a perfect solution here. The brackets, the, the way they did it, that wasn't perfect, and this won't be perfect. But I, you know, if you're looking to poke holes, these are some pretty clear problems that you can foresee happening uh, down the line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's a big change, right? It's a if this does get approved, and we'll probably figure find out in a couple of days. Um, I don't think it's even. I think it's it's happening. I don't think it's, there's anything to approve. I think it's de- uh, done. It's happening. Yeah. yeah. And I think this was – I mean, I think around the U.S. Open time, this was pretty much um, established as, as the direction they were going to go. Um, so that, that's, that's the way I think it's going to go. So yeah, we'll see. So essentially, no more national duels. No more national duels in, in the, the, way, the method in which we were – accustomed to seeing it this will be a little different and we will hey it's you're gonna end up with some pretty good duels right maybe a, you get penn state oklahoma state duel um even mm-hmm. though they normally duel each other anyways so even that okay what if what if they duel you know and penn state beats them but then oklahoma state beats them at national duels it's like well yeah, but that's all right though yeah i guess if they i mean i'm not gonna it complain could, you know, those what two if, what wrestling if, twice one of um one of NWCA's objectives, I mean, they've been pushing it and pushing it so hard for the last couple of years, is that duels should matter. Duels should matter. Um, it is a really cool thing. If it's, it's almost like a bowl, right? It's almost, it's like, this is the big one. Right. I mean, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be sweet. I'm, I'm interested in the timing of it. Are they going to, this is going to be over the course of a couple of weeks where you have these, or is it going to be like, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where you where you have ten duels, um, the timing of it, I'm curious to see. And I guess it would they all should get sponsors like, like uh, you know, Illinois versus uh, Illinois versus NC State in the um, Enterprise Rent-A-Car Bowl dot com <laughs> slash org. Yeah, no, that I would I would imagine. I'm not really a marketing guy, but that would seem to be. A logical direction. I mean, every bowl is pretty much sponsored now. You know, Nokia Sugar Bowl, Toasty. Yeah, so get so get these get these sponsored if they're if they're you know the final one of the year and, and the determining thing and get some sponsors around it. Get some outside you know non endemic sponsors. Certainly, certainly. Let's do it. Um, I think we're good here. We good on the the national yeah. duels front. Maybe we'll get some more info on that and we'll. That'll be kind of uh, something we come back to every now and again. One thing, uh, transitioning here, just looking at, I was at Fargo, and all these Oklahoma kids, so many of them, are are going to Oklahoma State. And we, we talked about this last year a, a good bit, just about the, the tremendous depth that is being built at Oklahoma State. And you've got guys... That are going to Oklahoma State uh, to be backups. A lot of them to be backups. Really, really good guys that without a clear path to starting. And I initially kind of thought about Oklahoma University and how they really aren't getting the guys. And and 
John Smith essentially has Oklahoma State on or the state of Oklahoma on lock. You know, the Moore twins, they're going to West Virginia. But essentially, John Smith is getting all these guys to come in and they're wrestling, and there's a lot of them aren't going to start. Fargo Champ, Jordan Rogers, Chandler Rogers, Ryan Blees, Kyle Crutchmer sat a year. These are all Fargo Champs that don't even, they aren't even going to start. You got guys like Lou Allen and Moran, and, and guys you would figure, maybe they're, quote, second-tier recruits, but you would figure with the brand that OU has in the state of Oklahoma, they'd be getting some of these guys, but they simply aren't. The one Oklahoma hammer that I believe they have coming in, Davion Jeffries, like him a lot, but that's about it. And it's, I think this is a huge, a huge thing, this dynamic here. I mean, it's amazing. The talent that they have coming in is amazing. amazing. And they, you're absolutely right. These guys could be starters. Um, not just at OU. Not just at OU, a, yeah. A lot, I mean, I would be trying to pluck them if I, you know, if I was a Division One coach somewhere, even East Coast or, or other schools in the Big Ten or, or wherever, and I see, okay, this is Oklahoma State's lineup, and these are the kids that are currently in high school in Oklahoma. Hey, man, I can poach these guys. I can really attack. These guys are amazing wrestlers with high, high – you know, part of part of being a great high school wrestler um, comes is their energy, their, their drive, right? They want to be good. They want to be national champs. They want to be all Americans in college, and so you you know they have that, and you know they have these aspirations. So you would think that part of them would be like, um, yeah, I got a clear shot to start here and go to the national tournament and do big things, but. That's not happening in Oklahoma. These guys aren't going out of state. They're going to Oklahoma State and with no clear path to start, they're going to have to beat two or three great kids. I mean, and really good kids just to get the starting spot. It, um, yeah. and, 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 you know, part of this, part of this too is an Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma high school resurgence. They, they have – the last two years, they've had really great classes. And the class after this, um, you know, you got guys like Fix and, and Gefeller. Um, so there's been this bloom in Oklahoma of, of high school talent. They've always, Oklahoma's always produced great high school talent and a lot of numbers, but it, it, it wasn't as good as this the last no. couple of years. And now, boom, no. uh, you know, so you got this glut of talent. And you would think that they'd be going all over the country. But what's happening is there's just this Oklahoma State culture, and they're wrangling up all of them. Um, and, you know, you've seen this before. There, there was times when, not at Oklahoma State, but you, you, you've seen this at times with Iowa. Iowa, and, yeah. And, and guys going to Iowa, and you're like, you know, he's awesome, but, man, He's going to have to beat out two guys and probably lose a year of eligibility. Uh, not lose a year of eligibility, but sit, you know, be be a backup for a year or two. And, and it didn't matter to them because they believed in Iowa and they wanted to be part of that program. And, you know, maybe in their head said, doesn't matter. I'll beat out anybody, you know. I guess. Um, but, but, you know, Oklahoma State, I mean, its brand and development are, are tremendous. But – you know, 
going to Oklahoma, uh, going outside of Oklahoma State and winning aren't mutually exclusive. You know, you can win at other places. Maybe mm-hmm. will you be as good at Oklahoma uh, outside Oklahoma? Maybe not. It depends on where you end up. But to, there's a lot of quality options, and I got to figure. Well, first of all, some of the there's there's only so much money. A lot of these guys right. can't be taking any money. I'm I like, know. you mean to tell me? You're not going to go to school X that is pretty good, has a pretty good track record, get some right. money and start? It's crazy when I you mean, think about what these kids are JoJo's, probably passing up. JoJo's just getting books. <laughs> I think uh, I think JoJo's probably taken care of. Probably coach or employees' kids probably go for free. Um, yeah. it, but he's he's a, obviously an exception being the son of the coach. But all these other guys, you know, the, I'm gonna. there's going to be 10 guys here that – May not even start next year, so you got to figure they're not making getting any money for this. It, they're they're a B team. Oh my gosh! Like let's say, maybe you know, maybe not this year. In two years, they're they're B team. I probably they might be able to take like a podium finish at NCAA's. They are deep. Well, and, that's that's nonsense. But it would be a quality team. Um, podium finishes. Uh, embarrassing hyperbole by you, Willie, but an excellent team that would win a lot of dual meets and could, you know, send guys to the tournament and get guys on the podium, not the trophy podium per se for the team. But yeah, the, it was hyperbole, but like a top ten, I bet. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, remember, Minnesota was eighth this year. It, it's it's hard to be in the top ten, I and mean, that's with Storley, Dardanes, Dardanes, Ness, Schiller. Etc. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, I don't know my point here. The other than what the heck is going on that we're, we're getting this kind of so, collection of it, talent, and what's going on at OU that they're the not getting these guys? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a tough thing too, right? Is that? I mean, OU just I had mean, a national champion, right? Wow. It's amazing that OU can't get any of these guys. I mean, they got Jeffries, you know. They got the – I mean, the year before they got the um, Dixon triplets. But, right. Uh, and and the jury's still out on them, at least for me. I'm not sure where, how much they're going to factor in nationally. I think they'll be quality starters. In but C- you can't – you know, you can't get – you can't get a Tristan Moran. You can't get a Boo Lee Wallen. Right. Those are the guys I'm like, man, I really like Boo Lee Allen. I don't know when he's going to start. I like Tristan Moran. Uh, when's he going to start? You know, Brock and Harding are going to be duking it out soon. And, and you know, that's going to hit in a year after Cade redshirts. That's going to come to a head. And then you got Pitchin. I mean, I didn't even put Pitchinini I mean, on there. Yeah, you're also talking about out-of-state guys, right? Yeah, like, Pitchinini, Bleas, Magaldo. Magaldo, um, Bleas, uh, Lincoln Olsen, who was fourth or fifth at Fargo. Um, so... Not only are they keeping all these in-state guys, they're getting they're getting out-of-state guys that are like high quality blue, chi- blue chippers that also don't have a clear spot to start. I mean, they're doing a great job, man. I mean, and then you've got guys like thought, you know uh, the Chris Coos and a and a Keelan Torres, and now Torres just transferred out, but they they had some guys that were maybe not even names on the level of Lou Allen and Moran that are coming in. And developing, and you're seeing it's kind of uh, it's all feeding itself, and you're getting you're getting some pretty scary results. I tell you what, that team's gonna be tough to beat next year. Them and Penn State, I kind of go back and forth. Um, you know, 
depending on what side of the bed I wake up on who's going to win next year. But but like I said, it, it's uh it's just it's just a, an observation I made, and I don't get it necessarily, but in in a way I do. And they're gonna be they're gonna be fun to watch. I know that much. For sure. And uh, sure. yeah, I like the Moore twins too. They're going to West Virginia. I like both those guys. Both and Zach kind of um, Zach was always I guess the uh, slight, uh, less heralded of the Moore. Uh, he was hurt for so long. Right? Was that was that what was going on? Yeah, he got hurt like two different seasons. Mm, so they gotta try to keep him healthy. But if they can, I think he's gonna be. Does he project as like a forty nine, fifty seven? Yes. Yep. Tell you what, I think those kids could go right away. Uh, and we kind of mentioned that before. Uh, a little tidbit, you know, last or I don't know when it was, a couple weeks ago, we talked about you know Joey Dance kind of teased a potential transfer coming to Virginia Tech. I'm not going to get into the names um, because this kid is not coming to Virginia Tech. He's going to stay wherever he was before, and um, you know for that kid's sake, and you know he wanted to keep it private, so we will. But I'll tell you, don't don't be sitting around wondering when this transfer is coming because it's not going to happen. Well, we're, you know, we're kind of we've been kind of sitting on mm. a couple stories, waiting for mm-hmm. it, it, waiting for it to become official. There's a there's a lot of news coming up, Christian Piles. Yes, so it'll indeed. be it'll be interesting. You know, even though um, after Fargo, there's not a whole lot of actual wrestling going on. There's there's some news. There's some news coming. Yes. Yes. Um, you know. Let's talk. I'd like to talk about this. Uh, well, first of all, we have down here uh, who's number one potential matchups, and and there was just too many results um, and too many too much to wrap up from Fargo, uh, too much work to wrap up from Fargo for me to do my due diligence on rankings in in a two day span. Yeah, because you know you, you want to get rankings up on Wednesday, which means they have to be done by Tuesday night. And it was just too quick of a turnaround time. So um, next Wednesday, the rankings will come out, and we'll we'll um, have a little better idea of maybe what um, the who's number one potential matchups are. So maybe in a week or two, Christian, we can have a show where we talk about who's number one potential matchups. Oh, uh, we're not gonna talk any today. No, what we're gonna talk about. On, what we're gonna talk about right now. Well, there you know, there's a couple. Um, I'm starving here. You know, Gable Stevenson and, and Stevenson. Uh, Stevenson. And Jordan Wood are confirmed. Uh, you know, there's talk about. Can we talk about that one just in general? Um, I, I would like to really hit it hard. Maybe next week. <sighs> I want to talk about this though. Killing me. Because you know, uh, I'm doing this visa thing, and Junior Worlds are on my mind, and I'm uh, trying to get to Bosnia for. Um, well, said no one ever. Trying to get to Bosnia <laughs> for Cadet Worlds. Are you and, trying to go and, to both? I want to go to both. Oh, you are. Out. Wow. I love it. I love it. I hope you can, man. I want to go to cadets and juniors. Um, that would be huge, by the way. But um, a, a really neat twe- uh, tweeter, guy on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who the guy is, but um, he doesn't have a whole lot of followers. But his his thing is like wrestling matchups. Yeah, he tweets like at us pretty frequently. And he's dialed in. He came up. Wow. He did make a boo-boo on Dylan Wisman. He fucked Dylan Wisman in his high school. But otherwise, he's pretty on point. Um, and he tweeted at us something that I thought was very interesting, and he came up with a great number. He said, he said, cadets in men's freestyle, cadets through seniors, 
over under on how many world medals we get over under 10. And that's the I, number. I look through it and I'm like, this guy is pretty much on point because that's a perfect number to like waver on. Right. right. It's right at there. And so I went through them and I'm like, man, you're you're right on you're right on point here. Wrestling matchups. Um, so, Christian, what was your thoughts on on 10 medals? Right around there. Um, so there's a couple of things I have to do to kind of uh, fact check myself because I tend to skew American and be a little glass half full on that kind of stuff. So my initial thoughts were maybe 11 or so. And then I'm like, well, so, but I'm a homer. So maybe 10 is like the number. And I say, you know, push and right there. I mean, with, with, so let's go team by team. I think Dayton, Yanni and, and Gable Stevenson are, look like pretty likely medals. Maybe Yanni, not as much. And maybe Gavin Teasdale is a fringe potential medalist guy. Okay. Let me go through them because I have this right here. Cadet, our cadet team in freestyle. Malik Heinzelman, Dylan D'Amelio, Gavin Teasdale, Dayton Fix, Yanni, Jared Verclearen, Brady Berge, Joe Grello, because Jelani Embry tore his ACL, Owen Webster, Gable Stevenson. How many do you see from cadets? I don't know. I like Verclearen a lot, actually. I don't know. We could get... We, we could be, get a lot. We could get four or five. That's not crazy. Um, That's I not know. crazy. I know. So I mean, you could see, you could see Teasdale, right? He's got you experience. Could... You know, he's been, he's, he's a little predictable, which worries yeah, he, me. He's kind of like a borderline guy. I, I would say he's a borderline medalist. Yeah. Okay. Fix. You gotta, you gotta think that fix medals. I do. Right. Um, I think Yanni's gonna medal. I do too. He's gonna we're clearing, some dudes up. We're clearing. He's a returning. World team member, man. I mean, he has the experience too. Um, Super solid. I think he probably medals. Yeah. Right. Bergie, I don't know. Um, I think he has the ability to. I think Bergie's the next tier in ability. I think Grello and Webster are maybe a little behind Bergie in likelihood. Uh, he's more with those. And those little guys, it's hard to tell. With like Demilio and Heinzelman, I don't know. I know. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even count on that either way. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, those are guys, Heinzelman, D'Amelio, Berge. Uh, I'm on the fence. With, I just don't know what the field is going to be like, to be honest with you. Right. I don't know what their competition is. But guys like Teasdale, Fix. Yanni and Gable. Yanni and Gable, give them to me. Give me give me medals out of those guys. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I mean, Stevenson, he beat Stevenson the, handled the silver medalist. Right. Theoretically, you would expect. I mean, he, yeah, he's he is a ridiculous, ridiculous talent. Um, we better hurry though. Uh, let's yeah, get to cool. these, get to these juniors. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, so, I mean, you have to. It's let's say it's go time. I'm you have to four. tell me four. You're go, you're going four. I'll, I'll concur. Four. four. Okay. Our junior team. Ooh, oh my gosh! Look at this first five: Lee, Michich, McKenna, Pico, Hall, Valencia. Is how we start. And then Kasser and Butler. Uh, Kassar. I want to say that right. Uh, Kassar. Um, but, okay, so don't make put fun. it this way. Jabari Moody took fifth last year. Give me Spencer Lee to medal. All day, every day. <laughs> All right, day. All right. Michich, 
going to be tough. Will he be right in the thick of things? Absolutely. All right. He will be right in the thick of things. Um, but the world is tough at 55 <laughs> kilogram junior. It is really tough. Yeah. Um, McKenna, returning silver medalist. I, I got to pencil him in. I'm penciling him in. So get okay. So I'm gonna go Lee McKenna. Um, Pico, absolutely. Absolutely. Returning silver medalist. That's three already. Mark Hall. Yep. That's four already. Valencia. Zahid Valencia. Does he medal? Yes. That's five. So now you got nine between cadets and juniors. Yeah. And still, I still think that number's right on because it's going to be hard out here. Um, hard out here in the streets. Hard out here in the senior level streets. Um, and yeah, we got a good team, but tell you what, you know, we had two bronzes last year. As good as we thought our team was last year, two bronzes is all we got. Um, you're, so you're saying five, and that's without Michic considered in? One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't count Michic. Five without just, Michic. That's crazy. You know, when I you think, think Gilman, Gilman was Gilman was bronze last year, and I mm-hmm. think that's a really – so if you're saying Stefan Michic needs to be on Gilman last year's level, that's a big ask because mm-hmm. Gilman was dang good last year. Oh, he was dark. He was – he wrestled a fantastic tournament and beat a lot of really good dudes to do it that was not like a uh you know any kind of a good draw there gilman beat some good dudes now with the seniors you know ramos humphrey metcalf greasy burrows uh herbert snyder and delagnev uh you know you would like to say three maybe four i see guys that 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 have potential there's no one i would say cannot medal on here but just just go by the numbers every single year. Uh, one time we've had three in the last couple of years, right? Like mo- we we're, we get two or three pretty much every year, right? Well, here's here's the thing that I always look at. Like, okay, with with cadet and juniors, and with probably every other tournament in the world, um, talent talent can pencil you in as a surefire medalist. Like, this guy's going to medal. Yes. Right? I mean, yes. I mean, Spencer Lee's going to medal. Right. right. Dayton Fix is going to medal. But when we have this talent here, right, with the senior guys, so much has to play out right. So the, much. The brackets have to fall right. Um, health. It will it, – they got to be healthy. It will come down to one crucial situation – uh, there's just too many question marks to ever work out all in your favor. So while every, you know, probably five of our eight guys could really, really medal on the senior team, uh, it probably is not going to happen. Right. We'll have a break go against us. We'll have a iffy call that could go either way go against us. We'll have a terrible drawl and then yeah. and then. That guy will get beat. Brent Metcalf you know, Herbert, wrestling. Herbert had Salas in round one one year. Right. You know? Like that right. stuff happens. Brent wrestled uh, Tagavi. Was it? Yes, Medi Tagavi, round one. Right, and, and, he, and, he, and he gassed him out, and the guy lost his next – Tagavi lost his next match. I mean, that kind of stuff happens. So, I don't know. I'd like to say three, four guys, but it'll probably be two guys. I don't know. Yeah. I'm right there with you, two or three, and that's just going by 
historical. And if you're going to tell me to pick the two or three, I'm going with our two that we've seen do it consistently, Burroughs and Delagnev. And then, you know, you figure maybe a Metcalf or a Herbert. How do you pick that next? Maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, too. Because I'm struggling here. Yeah, I'm about to pick I'm, six, I'm Willie. A, I'm about to. I'm about to like really be high on this team. Yeah, I'm about to really. You, I'm about I to think Snyder, Brent, and Snyder, and Herbert. I just think Herbert, outside of the big two, is just better than everybody else in the world. Yep. Oh well, there's a big three. I think. Yeah. See, with Snyder, you got uh, Yazdani. You've got Gadisov. I don't care about, about Yazdani. Oh, really? You don't care about him? Nope. You think no problem there for Snyder? No problem for Kyle Snyder. <laughs> really? Tell, Absolutely. Tell me why. Just because he looked like trash at the World Cup, you're going to say that? He was He's, He was hurt. And he, okay, and he was hurt at Worlds last year, right? Um. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, he's. I just don't think he's the same guy anymore. Maybe not. Maybe he's cycling off. Did I say that? <laughs> Did I say that? Was that out loud? Was that in the mic? Well, well this mic was on. I said that. Yeah, I, I mean. Don't type this into Google Translate into Iranian, please. Give me Snyder. But I mean, All right, here's the thing. When you got two spots that are basically locked up, that uh, it, it limits the opportunity. Now there's, you know, only a few more. There's just two more spots. And what, you know, what if. All right, so give me yeah, give me JB and give me Delagnev, right? Right, lock that in. So I uh, so we're locked at two and we're and, and we're sitting at eleven medals. Yeah. Okay. So we're and gonna go me, over ten. Give me a bonus from the rest of the field, from the rest of our team. Give me three medals for a total of twelve, and I I I fell to my own rule. Don't be too high on the U.S. guys. I'm trying not to. But it's it's tough, man. I I like our team. I, say, I like our team too. Dang on! And Green beat Chimizo, who just won a big tournament. Uh, a couple weeks later, he beats the world. Chimizo beats the world champ. So uh, it's hard out here. It's hard. It's hard not to put those USA. And we're gonna be at home, and that's gonna enable me to make more homer picks because I'm gonna weigh I'm gonna weigh overstate how valuable it is to be at home, and we're gonna go eight for eight. All right, so leading up to world worlds, obviously we'll talk about this ad nauseum. About ad nauseum. What we think about how our guys can perform and how we'll medal. But for now, are you saying three? Are you going to say book it? Twelve medals between the three teams. Book that. All right. Book Wait. It. I am. I'm saying eleven. I am saying twelve. All right. I yeah. Okay. I'm going to say eleven. Um, I'm going to actually skew international instead of america for once um so we're going 11 you're i'm going 11 you're going 12 uh, and willie we we have run out of time for today our hour is is up they're gonna kick you out of the studio for a yoga class probably pretty soon right oh yeah it's yoga thursday um <laughs> i guess but willie next monday we're gonna do it again right tell Let's me do it. tell me that we will i can't wait um we thank you guys so much for tuning in as always to flow wrestling radio live We've really appreciate it and we wanted to talk about um this earlier we had it in the dock but we didn't mention but thank you guys that came up to us and and uh, lent your support and said you appreciate our honesty we appreciate you uh appreciating us and we're going to keep it going we're going to stay honest for you um make sure you subscribe on itunes and stitcher 
give us that rating that we deserve. I won't even get specific because you already know what to do. And uh, we will see you next Monday, uh, Lord willing, on Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Thanks, guys.